Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Dawson Tire and Wheel, your premier tire and wheel provider in North America, helping people grow. Well, this is the uh, Moving Iron Podcast Marketing Edition here, and I've got Chip Nellinger on here with us. Chip, how you doing? Doing real well, Casey. How you doing? Bad. Chip is with Blue Leaf Agri Marketing out of Morton, Illinois, and uh, fresh new year here. And uh, these much-awaited uh, January crop report came around, and it was. Uh, had some highlights, but I had a lot of lowlights to go with it. So, uh, I guess, give me your recap of what you saw happen uh, yesterday with the uh, crop report. Yeah, probably the best thing that uh, I can say is it's it's out of the way and behind us. And uh was a little bit of a head-scratcher, uh, probably a lot of information in that report. But the highlights here are crop size uh, went up a bushel uh, to uh, 168 bushels per acre on corn. Uh, went up uh, a half a bushel on beans to 47.4. They did cut the uh, harvested acreage uh, a, a little bit. Uh, I believe it was uh, 300,000 acres on corn, 600,000 acres on beans. Um, so that was pretty well as expected there. Um, I, I think the, the increase in yields, um, you know, maybe took the market a little bit by surprise. Probably would have been a negative report. But then we also had quarterly stocks report out. So this is different than the ending stocks. This is stocks in all positions as of December 1st. Uh, it's in storage, on, on farm storage, on, in elevator storage, or in transport, in uh, rail cars or barges. And, and those numbers, um, both corn and beans, were significantly lower than a year ago. They did a little bit of massaging with the corn feed residual number. Um, they bumped that up 250 million on the balance sheet. They also messed with it a little bit, um, from years like last year, uh, and caught it up a little bit. And so big picture, the quarterly stocks number was probably the silver lining that saved us from going lower. We had a pretty decent close on the day, Friday corn, you know, one point was, um, five, six cents lower right ahead of the report and ended up two and a half higher, um, near the highs of the day. So, Pretty decent close considering all that. Beans also higher on the day. Um, so the, the, I guess the positive it is, um, the, the quarterly stocks number gave us a little boost. Um, the negative it is, there, there wasn't a lot in these reports on corn or beans to say that we need to go screaming higher. So there, you know, really didn't give the bulls or the bears a lot of ammunition. And that, in fact, may be why the corn market close as well as it did. The funds uh, are short about 85,000 contracts. So you look at this report, you look at where we're at on the calendar. Uh, you've got the supposedly the Chinese trade deal getting signed next week. And, and some of the details apparently are going to be released on Wednesday. And, uh, and, and why be short? You know, there was nothing in this report that said corn has to go 30 cents lower. So we may be in the process with the new year of the funds finally getting out of some of that big short position, buying those contracts back to exit and maybe giving us a little bounce. But, uh, you know, all in all, it, it could have been a lot worse. A um, little bit of a head scratcher how they can go up in yields. I'll never understand that, uh, you know, as long as I live. But 
they have the data and the, and the numbers and uh, you can't argue with them because the market's going to trade off of that. Yeah. I, I, uh, I struggle with that too. You know, the, the people I've talked to, the, the, the stuff I've read on various social media sites, the, um, just the, just the reports I'm hearing on, on various, uh, ag related newscasts. Uh, I, I get, there was a lot of 20% downs from the year before. Um, and then you talk about the freeze that came in, uh, killed off a lot of, or, or stopped growth anyway, uh, of, of what we see out there and the amount of corn that's still in the field that you and I both know, the longer it sets out there in the field, the, the less the yield is you're going to see. So I don't know. I'm kind of like you. I kind of shake my head a little bit about, I don't know what they've been seeing all year long. Um, but it's, it's not the same thing I guess I'm seeing, but I'm not an expert either. They haven't called me for my opinion yet, I guess. Well, they, they haven't called me yet either, Casey. I've keep, I keep waiting for it. But uh, no, I agree with you. I, I, could, I guess you could argue on the corn side that some of the, uh, and hopefully no one's, no one's listening or gets offended by this, what I'm going to call the fringe areas, right? Like I'm talking the, the Carolinas, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, Georgia, Alabama, those areas planted record acres of corn and they all had uh or i shouldn't say all but a lot of record yields in those states and normally that's a blip right that's not that it doesn't move the needle but this year it did move the needle and so that helped shore us up a little bit but i agree with you these it's just the craziest thing and beans especially i'm flabbergasted do you think back we had so they say compared to a year ago less than a three bushel difference on yields and beans. We had 20 million acres of beans planted from about June 12th to sometime in the first week or 10 days of July. Yeah. It just is mind boggling to me. I'll, I'll never understand it. Um, but you know, the market will figure it out, right? The cash market, the basis is, is historically strong on corn. It's, it's really improved on beans. So, you know, you talk to a lot of elevator managers. They're saying, "Hey, there's no piles. We're uh, two thirds full. We haven't, you know, we've been full with piles for three or four years running. We're, we only got two thirds full. There's no piles around. The cash market will figure it out. So, yeah. you know, if the bushels aren't out there, um, you know, the, the cash market may be starting already to kind of say, "Yeah, they're they're not." You know, I mean, we have Central Illinois, Decatur, Illinois, on Friday had twenty over corn basis. I mean, yeah. just that's like kind of like 2012 levels and um supposedly we have this this big crop out there yeah but you know yeah like you said you know yields went up so we have a lot of we have same thing out here you know we have there's several places right around here that are maybe 15 to 20 cents basis and then there's some that are anywhere from 15 to 40 cents over basis i mean so it's for there to be the for the basis to be that tight you know even on either side of that you know with just a, a you know, 20 cents of a basis to being over tells me that there's not as much corn out there as what they, that's what you think. Right? Yeah. And and we said that all along, right. And it, and if they are wrong, it's, it's, um it's a little bit frustrating because they may figure that out, but now it's going to be on future quarterly stocks reports, right? It may, it may take till September of um 20 or, or even, you know, the first half of 21 to adjust these quarterly stocks numbers. Um, but the cash market's strong. The market's rallying, right? Um, it, it, you, by all intents and purposes, it was a bearish report and the market, uh, put a good day in on Friday. So maybe the market, uh, has it 
figured out a little bit and we're going to put a little bit of a rally in the seasonals are with us typically january to march corn and beans over the last five years have uh, put little rallies in in spite of bearishness and big crops in the past so you know there's some stuff out there that's that's friendly the wheat market just keeps trucking higher we had a wheat acreage number it came in well above what the market expected um and yet you know, the wheat market kind of shrugged off that, uh, what I would say, a little bit bearish compared to what was expected. Still a low number, but uh, it actually ended up, at, uh, I don't know, three or 400,000 acres higher than a year ago on the plantings. And the market expected, you know, I don't know, a million or a million and a half less. And yet, you know, wheat closes higher on the day. So, it, uh, you know, we're at the, somebody's buying this thing. The funds are in buy mode, obviously, in, in wheat. They've been in buy mode in beans. We've rallied almost a dollar off the lows. They've they've shed, you know, five six weeks ago. The the funds were short a hundred thousand contracts of beans. They're net flat now. So let's just hope um, with the seasonals and the and this uh, trade deal and the uncertainty. You know, obviously, if we get this trade deal done, China's going to buy, right? I mean, that's a fact. They're gonna they're gonna buy something and maybe massive quantities. So that may be what's driving us in spite of some of the, you know, bearish bias of this crop report we saw. Yeah. Well, that's also going to shed light quicker on too. If, if they come in, China comes in and buys record amount of soybeans or starts buying corn or something like that, or even ethanol, um, it, that's going to have a, you're going to see pretty quick how, what our, what our ending stocks look like in March. You know what I mean? If they, if they really start really pulling through that, that March report could have a, a pretty big splash in the market. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to, to see, uh, you know, the backdrop of all this is, um, and, and something that we're watching here pretty closely, you, you can't take your eye off the ball, um, because now this January crop report typically st- uh, kind of signals a turning point in the market. So now we know what the, what the old crop was and where we're going to end up. And now the market kind of looks ahead to see, okay, what's South Americans uh, crop going to be? What's our acreage situation shaping up to be like? Um, you know, now you throw this China thing in there. But um, at the heart of it, the, you know, the deeper we get into winter and early spring, we've got the, the next big thing to hit the market is the March 31st um, acreage report, prospective plantings report. It's going to be a big number. When you put, uh, if you put a, you know, mid 90s, 93, 94, 95 million corn acre number out there, and a trend line yield, uh, even with you know it's somewhat sm- uh, larger demand, we've got big carryout and extra. So you now we got a long way to go. We got to plant it. We got to grow it. But on paper, the market's going to start assuming a big, big like a two point five to two point eight billion bushel carryout next year in corn. Um, that is something that we need to protect against on rallies. Uh, beans are the same way. And the problem with beans, we had some world numbers out yesterday too. Big crops. Uh, the USDA is historically behind. Uh, they're never the leading uh, edge of projecting South American crops. They follow more than anything, but they still have big crops projected for Brazil and Argentina on the beans. And, uh, you know, that's my fear is that, uh, sure, we're going to get some new buying from China, but you know, South America looks like they've got monstrous crops coming on beans, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a big supply of beans in the world here very shortly. I'm afraid. Yep. Yep. Well, always plenty of stuff to take on. Uh, take on as far as your as your uh, decision making goes. So, if folks are working on a plan chip or need some help getting one started. What's the best way for them to get hold of you? 
Yeah, best way is uh, just uh, just call us up. 309-550-7213 is our office number. Uh, great time of year to be focused on, uh, all right, what's my plan with the rest of my old crop 2019 bushels? What do I need to be thinking about and planning for on 2020? So uh, any questions out there, we'd love to love to chat with you. Just call the office. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. There's Chip Nell. You're with Blue Reef Agri-Marketing. And I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. Make sure you check me out on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher Radio for the podcast. Check me out on uh, social media at uh, Moving Iron LLC on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check out the Global Ag Network where you can find more uh, podcasts uh, that I'm a part of. And uh, also, check out the, uh, the website there for the Global Ag Network so you can see... Uh, what they have going on there. So I guess until next time, I'm Casey Seymour, Chip Nellinger. We'll uh, go out and move some iron folks. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you again next week. Out. Moving in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving time and time again. You'll find us here Moving higher